Oh, Holy Spirit of God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for thee. Amen. Amen. What fun it is to be back at All Saints this morning. And so soon. All of you who were here uh, not too long ago for uh, uh, Sarah's uh, ordination, I uh, remember that as an evening of great uh, celebration and, uh, uh, and achievement, and achievement. Uh, and so is today. Today we have a very large confirmation class. Uh, folks being um, received into the uh, Anglican Communion, the Episcopal Church, and some others reaffirming their baptismal vows. And so this, too, is a morning of celebration and of achievement. And uh, I'll just look forward to coming any time you all have one of these and just about any other time. Uh, Donovan said to me as he greeted me this morning at my car, he said, you don't have too long a drive. And I said, that's right, and it's always so much fun once I get here. So, <laughs> back with you all today. Um, there is, in this morning's gospel reading, a single verse, a single verse that stands out to me, that shines in the sky like a, like a bright morning star, a beacon, and that I want us to focus on because it's an important verse for every one of us this morning, especially, I would say, for those of you being confirmed, received, or reaffirming your baptismal vows. And it, it is this verse. Jesus said to him, to the scribe, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You are not far from the kingdom of God. 2,000 years ago, uh, the Jewish scribe uh, overheard a debate taking place. Jesus was in the middle of it. And the scribe earnestly, uh, sincerely, and without any uh, guile, wanted to ask Jesus a question. Now, this isn't one of those times when one of the officials from the temple or a Pharisee comes up to Jesus trying to trick him or trap him. This time, the scribe really is earnest in the question he asks Jesus. He, he comes up and he says, which commandment of them all? And there were, what, 600 and some odd commandments that Moses handed down to people. Which one of all is the most important? And Jesus went to Deuteronomy 6.24, which we've heard read this morning, and said, the first, the greatest is this, that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and soul and with all of your strength. And the second is like unto it, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. But the first commandment is to love your God with everything you have and everything you are. Now, the, uh, the scribe responded, again, praising Jesus. And again, it wasn't a, 
This wasn't a, a sarcastic or ironic statement that the scribe was making. The scribe gave Jesus an A and said, you're right. Gold star on your forehead. That is the greatest commandment. And Jesus then responded with the verse that I want you to focus on this morning, which was, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Now, what's Jesus saying when he says that to the scribe? On the one hand, he's saying literally, you are standing right next to the incarnate Son of God. Right? You aren't far from him. You're standing right next to him. But Jesus isn't talking about physical proximity. He's talking about spiritual proximity. You, good scribe, good scholar of the law, good teacher of the law, you who have come and, and, and earnestly, honestly, sincerely, with, with feeling, ask me this question, because you are troubled in your heart, dear scribe. You are troubled in your heart about your relationship with God. You have asked me what the greatest commandment is. And I've told you, love Love God with everything you have and everything you are. And the fact that you recognize that scribe as the most important commandment means that you're not far from God, but you're, you haven't yet been granted entrance to the kingdom of God. You see, the scribe is, is caught up in the law, in obedience to the law, in teaching the law, in that adherence to the law in making everything about his life legal in order to please God. Do you know anybody like that? Do you know anybody? Maybe you were raised, but maybe you married somebody like that. Maybe you have a parent or a grandparent that, that the law is so important that whether or not you are doing it and doing it right, is determining their future. Is determining whether or not that individual be, will be admitted to the kingdom of God. Let me tell you a story about another man. 1,700 years later, after Jesus and the scribe and their conversation, John Wesley, John Wesley, the great uh, Anglican priest from England, started a movement within Anglicanism called Methodism, which later became, what? The Methodist Church. And Wesley devoted his life to ministry, to prayer, to teaching, to preaching, to declaring that the law was wonderful and that we needed to be obedient and that we needed to obey the commandments and and, and we needed to do those things God would have us do in order to gain admittance to heaven. Wesley, the story goes, came to the Americas. Sorry to say the United States, we weren't yet then. He came to the Americas in the 1700s to convert the Indians, to preach to the Indians and convert them in Georgia. And if you go up around... Uh, 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 sea Island and Brunswick in that area. You see historical markers. Wesley preached here almost as many of those as are where George Washington slept. 
There, there are historical markers all over the place about Wesley and his preaching. And he was a great preacher. It wasn't just to the Indians, it was also to the settlers. Wesley preached and proclaimed and talked about love of God and obedience to God and to his commandments. But then Wesley, upon his return to England, said something interesting. He said, I went to America to convert the Indians. I went to America to convert the Indians, but oh, who will convert me? Who will convert me? John Wesley recognized great evangelist that he was, great preacher that he was, great Christian that he was. He recognized there was something missing. There was something missing. Something he didn't have that he would need if he was ever to enjoy the complete fulfillment of life with God in Jesus Christ. wasn't many months later that Wesley was looking through his Bible and his extensive daily Bible studies and he stumbled on the verse we're talking about this morning, Mark 12, 34. And he saw there that Jesus had once upon a time said to a scribe, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And Wesley said, he's speaking, he's speaking to me. He's speaking to me. He's telling me I am not far from God. Remember what John Wesley knew and what you and I need to always remember is there are two main characters in the Bible. You know that, don't you? There's God and there's you. <laughs> and you read a verse like, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You need to read it through the eyes of faith as Jesus speaking to you and telling you that there's something missing in your life, perhaps. That the emptiness you feel at times, the anxiety, the concern about you and those you love and, and, and your eternal faith, that concern is a good thing. It's a good thing. It means that you are not far from the kingdom of God. Great, uh, great Episcopal bishop, uh, I once heard him say, he said, if you are worried about your eternal salvation, if you are worried about your eternal salvation, you need not be. If you're not worried about it, you ought to be. <laughs> Get it? Amen. How far from the kingdom of God are you? John, John Wesley heard God speaking to him. And he went to a Bible study not many nights later. It was a Moravian Bible study. Uh, and the Moravians were devoutly Protestant, Bible-teaching, Jesus-loving people. And in the course of that Bible study, which was on the book of Romans, John Wesley would later remember it was about 8.45 in the evening. 
that was that important a moment in his life. While the teacher was describing the change that, had a, that would occur in the heart of the believer through faith in Christ alone, through faith in Christ alone, and through no good works of our own, through no obedience to the law of our own, that at that moment, 8.45 in the evening in that Bible study, John Wesley felt his heart strangely warmed. Felt his heart strangely warmed. He had heard Jesus saying to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. He had heard the Bible teacher that night, the Moravian, saying, good works, obedience to the law, being the greatest preacher on earth, converting the Indians is not going to save you. Only your faith, love, and trust in Jesus Christ can do that. And then he felt his heart strangely warmed. Amen. Wesley had known something was missing. And maybe, maybe you and I know something is missing as well. Maybe just getting up on Sunday morning and getting to church isn't enough. Oh, it's important. You better be here. <laughs> maybe just being obedient to the commandments isn't enough. It's good. You better obey those commandments. I'm telling you, you're going to be judged for the judgment throne of God someday. But the most important thing, the thing that will strangely warm your heart is when you're finally convicted and know that it's not on account of how rich you are, how thin you are, thank God, how good you are, how obedient to all the rules you are. It's not even on account of how much money you give to All Saints Episcopal Church, as wonderful as that is. What is most important is your relationship to God in Jesus Christ. It's knowing Him as the Son of God. It's trusting in His salvation, being obedient. Someday when you stand before that judgment throne of God, and you're confronted with your life <laughs> over at that point, there will be one answer. It won't be, God, I tried real hard. It won't be, God, I obeyed most of the commandments most days. Nothing to get you in. Your nearness to the kingdom of God will be rooted in your relationship to Jesus Christ. And when you stand before the judgment form of God, if you can say, this is my brother, this is my friend, this is Jesus Christ who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for me, and I believe and trust in him and in his promises. Then, welcome, brother, welcome, sister, the kingdom of God Indeed, you will not be far from the kingdom of God. Well, if the two most important characters in the Bible are God and you, then God, I hope, is speaking to you this morning. You may be very close to the kingdom of God. And that's good news. 
You may be very close to the kingdom of God, but haven't crossed over quite yet. Maybe you're one of those with some lingering doubts, wondering whether you really can go for this born-again thing, for this, this, this special relationship with, with Jesus thing, wondering whether you dare embarrass yourself in sophisticated company by talking about Him as your, your Lord and Savior and your friend. If that's concerning you, you are very near the kingdom of God. Come on! Cross the line! Cross the line and enter! Say a prayer of Jesus. I love you. I accept you. I want you as the most important part of my life. And I will trust in you for eternity. Remember when Jesus spoke to the scribe, he wasn't speaking to an infidel. He wasn't speaking to an atheist. He was talking to a godly man, to a scribe, to a man who, who, who spent his life teaching about the law of God. When, when, when God spoke to John Wesley, he was talking to one of the holiest, godliest men of all time. A man who dedicated his life to serving and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when God speaks to you this morning and invites you to fully accept the promise of the kingdom of God, he's not talking to a bad person. He's talking to a very good person. To a person whose heart has been softened, whose mind has been, has been opened. Someone who takes God seriously and earnestly desires to enter that kingdom of God. Hear those words this morning. Hear those words spoken to you. Listen to them. Consider them. Pray on them. And dear brothers and sisters, especially you who are about to be confirmed this morning, when you pray on those words, ask yourself if somehow you feel the voice of Jesus speaking to you. See if meditating and praying on those words and reaching out for Him to touch you, you might not feel your heart strangely warm as well. Amen. Amen.